Okay, before we get started, I have some announcements. First, thank you for listening. It's been a really great experience making the podcast so far. Many people have reached out. It's just been lovely. If you're enjoying the podcast and you have some free time, it's always helpful to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And also, a lot of you have already rated and reviewed it, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. I'm going to start doing some trailer swaps with other podcasts. They'll play a trailer for Rob Tells Tales, and I'll play a trailer for their podcast. So today, there is a trailer at the end of this episode. Please listen to it, and if it sounds like something you'd like, please give that podcast a listen. Okay, I think that's all. Thank you again. The actual episode will start in a few seconds. Hi, I'm Rob. Tale number 14, Bo Jackson's Autograph. I've never really been into watching sports. I played sports, but have never really cared to watch them. But as a boy growing up, it's sort of hard to avoid. And when I was around 10 years old, I was living in Virginia, and this thing happened where Bo Jackson, the football and baseball player, he joined the Chicago White Sox, the baseball team. And I remember it as this huge deal. Because a lot of my friends and my brother, they were Chicago White Sox fans for whatever reason. And then we learned that the White Sox would be playing the Baltimore Orioles, which was pretty close to Virginia. So everyone wanted to go to that game and see Bo Jackson. My dad got tickets for me and my brother. And then I learned at school, you know, a few other people had gotten tickets as well. And then I had this friend BJ, who really wanted to go, but his parents were not going to get him a ticket, so... He wasn't going to be able to go. And as the game got closer, and we talked about it more, my brother, who was really into baseball cards and autographs, he decided we would be getting to the game early and trying to get in there and get Bo Jackson's autograph. And we learned that there was actually this ticket you could buy to get in there extra early that would sort of guarantee you an autograph with Bo Jackson and a bunch of other players. But it was like $100. So there was no way we were going to get to do that. We were just going to have to show up and beg. BJ was really upset he was not going to be able to go. And he thought about it and thought about it and came up with this idea. He was going to pre-sell Bo Jackson autographs at school and raise the money to buy the tickets he needed. I think he needed to raise about $200 total to buy his tickets and get to the game. It was a lot of money. He sets out selling these autographs. And he's charging $20 each, so he needs to sell 10 of them. $20 was a pretty good amount of money, but people started buying them immediately. And I remember asking BJ, like, do you think they'll let you get that many autographs? And he was very confident. He's like, trust me, once I'm in there, I'll explain the situation. I'll tell them what I did, and they'll respect me, and Bo will sign those autographs for me. I was like, okay, all right, cool. So what he had each person do was give him $20 and a baseball card to be signed. That's what he was going to get signed. He did not provide the baseball cards. I was very tempted to give him a baseball card and $20 and get it signed. But my brother thought that would somehow jinx us and like make it less likely for us to get the autographs ourselves with our plan. And for some reason, getting it ourselves in person was really important to my brother. So I didn't do it. So once BJ started pre-selling his autographs, it seemed like every time I saw him, someone was handing him a Bo Jackson baseball card and 20 bucks. The plan worked great. And he quickly raised the money he needed to go to the game. 
Then the day of the game arrives. My brother and I go to the game. We get there really early and we go in as soon as the park opens and we go down and we're watching everyone practice and you just sort of wait there hoping someone walks by and offers to give you an autograph. And lots of people did, but Bo Jackson was not one of those people. But from our position, we could see Bo Jackson signing autographs and we could see the people that had bought that special ticket. And I never saw BJ over there. So the game ends, we head back home and head back to school on Monday. I run into BJ in the hall. The first thing I notice is he's got on a new pair of Reebok pumps. Pumps were the coolest shoes to have, but almost nobody had them because they were really expensive. I say hi to him. He asks how the game was. I said, good. How was it for you? He said, great. And then someone walks up to him and says, hey, do you have my autograph card? And he says, yes, I do. He goes in his bag. He gets out an autographed baseball card of Bo Jackson and hands it to the kid. Everyone that ordered a card got an autograph card of Bo Jackson. BJ held up his end of the deal. He got to go to the game. He talked about the game. He loved baseball. He recited some of his favorite plays. And he was happy. And everyone that wanted Bo Jackson's autograph was happy. And then a week later, I was riding my bike to school, which is how we got to school when I lived in Virginia. We get to school and we go to the bike rack, which had tons and tons of bikes because lots of people rode their bike to school. We lock our bikes up and we see BJ riding up and he has a brand new BMX bike that looks crazy expensive. It has pegs on it and everyone wanted pegs. So a new bike and Reebok pumps. I am very suspicious because I'm a suspicious person. But BJ is very detailed about his interactions with Bo Jackson, how nice he was, how he shook his hand. Another thing that's making me suspicious is it appears that a lot more than 10 people now have autographed Bo Jackson baseball cards. BJ just sold as many as he could. Young Rob was a lot like old Rob, so there was zero chance I was going to confront BJ. I was prepared to let it go. And it would be a mystery that lived in my mind forever. Fortunately for society, not everyone is like me. And one of the people that paid for the signed baseball card tried to sell it to a baseball card shop and was told that the signature was fake. They immediately confronted BJ. This turned into a pretty big scandal. I don't think they wanted to like get BJ expelled or something. So it was dealt with out of school. And everyone hated BJ. They were mad at him. Everyone got paid back. I'm sure his parents helped him. Another way that old Rob and young Rob were similar is that I was very curious about how BJ pulled this off. It was way more interesting than any baseball game or any autograph I could get. I needed to know how the con worked because the cards looked like they had been autographed, like it was a distinct signature. I couldn't imagine BJ had done it. Had he hired somebody? What happened? So one day... I found myself alone with BJ, and I started talking about it, and he was like, man, look, I'm sorry. I know you're disappointed. I know I made a mistake. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to know how you did it. I'm not going to do it, but I'm just curious. And maybe he just like sees the twinkle in my eye, and he sort of lights up, and he says he'll tell me how he did it. So the first thing is, he said he did not intend to do it. He said that his parents would not let him go to the baseball game. So he had to wake up at like three in the morning and sneak out of his house and go to a train station and buy a train ticket to get to Baltimore. And then his plan was to buy the tickets once he got there, get in there and get the autographs. While he was on the train, he was so tired that he fell asleep and missed his stop and the game. I don't know how far he went, but he said he freaked out 
and he had to get off the train at the next stop and just buy a ticket back home. So then he was back home, and then while sitting in his room, it came to him that maybe he could forge Bo Jackson's signature. The year before, we had had a summer reading program, and if you read a certain number of books, there were all these prizes you could get. And one of them was some baseball card that had like a Bo Jackson signature printed onto it. It was his real signature, but he didn't sign it. It was, you know, just printed onto the baseball card. And that's the prize that BJ had chosen. So he got that out and he started practicing. And he said after a few hours, he had gotten pretty good at it. So then he got a Sharpie and got the stack of baseball cards he had and just started signing everyone's baseball card. He showed me a card he had that he had signed compared to the real Bo Jackson signature. And it looked just like it to me. And I asked if he could sign a card for me. I just wanted to see how he did it. And he was really reluctant. And I was like, you can just do it on a piece of paper. I don't care. And he was like, well, I have to warm up. And I wasn't trying to like push him or anything. But I just asked one more time. I was like, please, I want to see you do it. And he just sat there for a minute. And he said, my dad signed the cards. And I was like, oh. And he didn't cry, but he was on the verge of tears. And he said, actually, what had happened was he had fallen asleep on the train. And then he got back home. And his parents were furious at him for sneaking out of the house. And then he came clean and explained how he was supposed to get all these autographs for all these people and how he had raised way too much money. I think it was like $600 he had raised. When his dad saw all that money, he offered to forge the signatures. And he did use that baseball card from the summer reading program as his model. And then they split the money. Once he got caught, his dad told him, you can't let anyone know I helped you. This could be a much bigger deal for an adult than a kid if they got caught. So BJ took the blame on his own, and he wanted me to promise that I wouldn't tell anyone. So I said, sure, I won't tell anyone. I mean, everyone had gotten their money back, and I never did tell anyone until right now. But BJ eventually told a lot of people. It's not really a secret. His dad was sort of a con man and got in trouble a few times after this. So my curiosity had gotten me into a situation where I expected to hear an exciting story of BJ fooling everyone. And it turned out to be a sad story, where BJ's dad basically told him to steal from his friends. That bait-and-switch element to all this, where something seems like it'll be neat, but it turns out to be very sad, seems like a recurring theme when it comes to my curiosity. Maybe it's that way for everyone. I don't know. Rob Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title. The end credits music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Crossroads Cantina. It sits somewhere between time and space, welcoming patrons from every walk of life. Come join me to hear their stories. Crossroads Cantina is a fiction podcast featuring narrated short stories and the occasional full-cast audio drama episode. Head on over to www.crossroadscantinapodcast.com 
to subscribe on your podcast app of choice.